This is an AMI podcast. I'm Jyoti Gupta and this is The Pulse. A while back, I was not in a good place. Unhappy and burnt out, I felt I was losing control. I ate out constantly, I felt sluggish, I couldn't concentrate, and I was unmotivated. Eventually, I knew I had to get healthy, both physically and mentally. I started to exercise, first on my own, later with a personal trainer. It was hard. I sweated, my muscles were sore, and I wondered what I had signed up for. But I kept up with it. I felt myself get stronger. I felt happier, more accomplished. My feelings of worthlessness and self-recrimination disappeared. There is a powerful relationship between health and happiness. Today, we discuss season 3 of Mind Set Go. It's time to put your finger on the pulse. Hello and welcome to the Pulse on AMI Audio. My name is Jyoti Gupta. I'm the host of the program. Today, I'm working from home as is Sam Robinson, our technical producer, and Andrea Delanerol, the producer of the program. We are all working remotely to bring the show to you. And as they like to say, the show must go on. Now, speaking of the show, I have always tried to be honest with you about my journey, who I am and where I've been, and I feel that when we talk about people going on a health-related journey, it's also equally important to be honest. And that's why I opened today with some personal reflections. I wanted to share with you that I haven't always considered myself to be healthy, and I had to undergo an entire journey to get to a place where I felt better about myself. It was important to establish with a great deal of honesty where I was and where I needed to go. And I think I'm not alone in that journey. In fact, today we're talking about mindset go, which deals with the journey of eight Canadians as they try to find their best possible physical, mental and spiritual health. Of course, we recognize that health is holistic and that's something that I've been very mindful of pointing out on the program whenever we have talked about health and we'll return to it later on in the show. This past April, season 3 of Mindset Go premiered on AMI TV. The documentary series profiles the high-stakes journey of eight Canadians as they transform their physical, mental, and emotional health with the help of fitness experts and celebrated Paralympians. In the second half of the show today, we'll hear from participant Danielle Main from British Columbia about her journey of mind and body and soul. But first, let's welcome back Stephanie Dixon, who we had on the show recently. Stephanie is the host of Mindset Go and is the chef de mission for the Paralympic Games, which have recently been postponed. Stephanie, welcome back to the Pulse. Great to be back. Thanks. Stephanie, how did you get involved with Mindset Go? Is this your first time being on the program? This was my first time on the program and I was thrilled to be brought in especially on season 3 because the show went in a bit of a different direction and it started to include a lot more diversity in the participants really showcasing all different walks of life you know from chronic pain to disability to illness and and I just love seeing diversity in the media so it was uh, it was great to be asked to be the health and fitness expert for season 3 and it's a show I'm very proud to be a part of 
Stephanie, you are an amazing guest. So whenever I've talked to you, I've always gone back and said, wow, she's a terrific guest. But what was the learning curve <laughs> like for you being a host? Did a lot of things change for you? Well, very fortunately, I had had some experience um, hosting and broadcasting with CBC for the Paralympic and Commonwealth Games um, the winter before. And so uh, that was a very, very steep learning curve. Um, it's very different to be interviewed than to be the person uh, interviewing or being the host or, you know, kind of guiding and directing um, the show. And so I really drew upon my broadcasting experience. And, um, and you know, it was actually a bit too because I also have a coaching business. So at home, I'm, I'm a health and fitness coach. That, that, that is my full-time gig. And then also having the broadcast experience, it kind of took my speaking skills, my coaching skills, and put it all together. So I, I felt like this role actually was something I was kind of made to do. It, it really brought together my, my passions and my strengths and my skills, as well as my values of making sure that people are healthy and active and have the right supports and resources to do so. Let's talk about some of these people. Eight Canadians, high-stakes journey. But at the outset, what did you hear from the eight participants about their motivation and their desire to make some changes in their lives? You know, I think that the, the, there's a, a saying that I've heard that it's like everyone wants change, but everyone finds it hard to change. So we, we want the results, but we have a really hard time doing the things we need to do in order to get the results. And that was from each participant we had, it's feelings of being stuck, feelings of not knowing where to go from here, but everyone wanted a, a different kind of life where they were more healthy and active and not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. And this is something I've struggled with throughout my life is having your own back and believing that you're worth changing for, believing that you are worth it to be somebody who deserves to be taken care of. So I think that was a pretty common theme across the board is just feelings of being stuck, not knowing where to go from there, and also needing to change their internal dialogue and, and how they talk to themselves. Well said, Stephanie. Let me flip the script a little bit. So we know that these are eight Canadians on a journey to improve their health. They are assisted in that journey by mentors who are celebrated Paralympians. We don't really hear from the Paralympians as much about what they get out of the process at the end of the journey. What has it been like for the Paralympians in working with these Canadians and watching the people that they mentor make changes and transform their lives for the better? Oh, that, that is such a great question, and you're right. That is the one thing that we really didn't get uh, in the the story of each participant was, well, how how did this feel for for the Paralympians? And and so, very fortunately, I know most of the celebrated Paralympians that that came onto the show, and so I had a chance to chat to them afterwards about their experience. And it's always so inspiring when whenever we get a chance to take things that we've learned and grown through and the skill set that we have and be able to share it with somebody else, it's incredibly rewarding. And it's also very inspiring for us. So each Paralympian had this glow about them as I was talking to them about their experience. And they just thought it was incredible because it reminded them of when they were in that situation. So every Paralympian has had to, you know, rewrite their story a little bit and, and figure out you know, how to be healthy and active with a different kind of body uh, and also to overcome the messaging from the world that maybe they're less capable or maybe they're, they're less valuable. And, and that's something all of us with disabilities 
deal with. And so I think for the Paralympians that came on, it put them back into a different time in their life when they needed the support, motivation, inspiration. Uh, and then now they were able to give that to these participants. So I think it was a very beautiful experience for all of us Paralympians on the show. And who are some of the people that we meet on the program in season three? Yeah, so um, one of my favorite pairings of uh, participant and Paralympian is actually who you're going to be chatting with later on the show is Danielle. And she got to meet with a very good friend of mine, Jessica Tuamela. And Danielle is visually impaired where Jessica is fully blind. And there were some great parts of, of their meeting where Danielle, um, she had her walking cane and she's, she's guiding Jessica along. And, and they did a blind girl high five where they tried to, <laughs> to connect hands in the air. And, you know, they just, and then their personalities as well, they clicked right away. And so it was really great to see that. And, and it, I, I hope they're keeping in touch. You know, I know Jessica is, um, she's actually training for the, Tokyo 2021 games now that they've been postponed in triathlon and I know she's very busy but I do hope they've been able to to keep in touch because those relationships were so great we also had a Tracy and and she met with uh, with Frogley and Frogley's involved uh, he's been a coach in wheelchair basketball for years and years and years and uh, I also thought they were a great pairing because of their personalities they're a bit they're both a bit i want to say rough around the edges like they've got some uh, some fire and some spice to them and and they hit it off they went axe throwing <laughs> i think it was absolutely perfect for their personalities to go axe throwing <laughs> so as we sort of wind down here stephanie i'm going to ask you a loaded question okay what is okay. what is good health? Is it just about losing weight or shedding a few inches? Oh, good health. Uh, I, I love in your intro that you mentioned um, the word holistic. You know, health is not one one little part of our life. It is, it's everything, and it's how those parts interact with each other. So I talked earlier about, you know, how we talk to ourselves, and, and that's a huge part of our health because how we talk to ourselves and how we view ourselves, it dictates what we do in the world, how we show up in the world. So if you're telling yourself all of the time, oh, you're not good enough, oh, why didn't you do this, oh, you should have done that, then we're not very likely to lead a healthy, motivated life. So our emotional side, how we talk to ourselves, the internal dialogue, the mental side, it absolutely, well, I guess I'll say the word mindset. That's what the show is all about. It's your mindset. That's where health starts. And then the mindset and the internal dialogue you have, then it shapes your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. And then the physical health is almost a byproduct of how you feel about yourself. So I was always encouraging our participants to, you know, look inside, take some time to reflect on how do you feel about yourself? What do you say to yourself each day? Because we can change that internal dialogue and it in turn will then reflect in our physical health. But I don't know if there's people out there who are getting physically healthy and it's done in a good way. So say you're shedding the pounds and if you're not loving yourself through that process, A, it's probably not going to last and B, I wouldn't call it good health. It has to be a whole big picture where we're kind to ourselves, we're compassionate, um, you know, we, we, we have our own back, we're our own best friend. And then the physical health takes care of itself. Stephanie, that was all really well said. Thank you so much for being on the program. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. You as well. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you. That was Stephanie Dixon, chef de mission for the 2020 Paralympic Games that, as you heard, have not been postponed to 2021. Stephanie is also the host of Mindset Go, and she joined us on the program to talk about Season 3, which airs at 8 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday nights. You can also go on and stream episodes uh, from Season 1 and 2 of Mindset Go at ami.ca, or you can find them on the AMI app for iOS and tvOS. Joining me now in the second half of the program was a participant on Season 3, Danielle Main, is joining us from beautiful British Columbia. Hello, and welcome to The Pulse. Hi, thank you for having me. Hey, it's great to have you on the program. So let's jump right into this. Why did you want to get involved with Mindset Go? What was your motivation? So my motivation for for getting involved with this show was, first off, I found myself personally in a place where I needed to make a shift. I'd kind of reached an all-time low feeling about my body and where I was at. I'd been a student for almost three years at that point. Um, Here in BC, we have a very rigorous program to become a registered massage therapist, and I was going into my last term, and I thought I really needed to make a shift myself because I wasn't feeling good. and on top of that, I'm already a bit of a, uh, a leader in my community, and I wanted to make a point that just because you had a disability didn't mean um, that you didn't have the opportunity to be really healthy and fit and active. And so before you got on the show and you start your journey of change, what was your life like? You mentioned that you were in your final semester at the massage therapy program. What was your life like? Were you getting a lot of exercise? Were you eating healthy? <sighs> Not at all. It was it was really bad. I I feel like I'd gone into this survival mode. Like I was surviving on coffee and not eating enough and not sleeping enough and burning the candle at both ends. Because not only was I um, was I in school and full time classes, but I also was running uh, my nonprofit Leash of Hope uh, training dogs, which you'll see a bit in the show. So it really meant that there was no room for self care, being employed full time and being a student full time, and my my care for myself really suffered. Now, we were speaking to Stephanie in the first half of the program, and she kind of gave the game away a little bit because she said one of the pairs that I loved the most was Danielle and her mentor. Mm -hmm. So tell me about who you were mentored with and why that relationship became so important to you. Um, I was very privileged not just to be able to work with Stephanie, but also she introduced me to uh, Jessica Tamela, who is um, a triathlonist and is also... Uh, blind um, as I am and this was a really critical aha moment for me because this was someone else who was extremely driven had you know besides the fact of having the same disability as me um, but had had been doing kind of the same thing I had and had been uh, trying to do everything and so I was able to kind of parallel my life with hers and and see the similarities and really learn from it and I really appreciated having that connection. So tell us a little bit about your goals. Uh, the, the premise of the show is that you set yourself some goals, three months later you find out whether you've been able to achieve them through a range of lifestyle changes. So what was your big goal and were you able to accomplish it? So my big goal um, was very much to assess or get me back to a place where I was before I started school. And before I started school, I was an avid um, horseback rider. And so a mark uh, for me that I had mentioned in passing, which ended up being the it thing, um, was that I could go through all the paces on a horse without the use of my feet being in stirrups for balance or for support. 
uh, and that was a fairly lofty goal because uh, if if you fail that, it commonly means you're coming off the horse or you just, you know, don't. So I had set the bar for myself a little bit high, needless to say. Um, but it was important to me. And even though uh, lots of other accomplished riders go, oh, yeah, that's no big deal for someone who hasn't sat on a horse for three years and is not eating well and put on a lot of weight, that's kind of a big deal. So um, that was, it was very intimidating. And at the end of three months, were you a little bit closer to getting to your final goal? Um, well, <laughs> not that I want to ruin it, but yes, I was able to accomplish that goal. I didn't think I was. It was a little bit down to the wire, but I'm, I can proudly say that I was able to do that. So That's amazing. The reason I ask is because I think one of the nice things about Mindset Go is it, is it isn't actually even about the finish line or the end goal. I think it's more about the journey. And you alluded to some of the lifestyle changes and the changes to your routine that you made. So this is the part where there might be spoilers. Tell us a little bit about the lifestyle changes that you've made in the aftermath of the show. So the, the biggest thing for me at that point wasn't about trying to diet or, or like eat um, less other than I was drinking a lot of uh, really souped up coffee with a lot of sugar and things you know, like mochas and uh, and a lot of espresso and things like that. So obviously the elimination of that. But for me, it came down to the core of like eating three meals a day because I was a really busy person and I'm burning a lot and getting proper sleep. And those changes instantly um, were, were monumental for what it was starting to do for my body and for my for even for my brain, for me to be able to function better. And it's funny that you say that mindset goal isn't necessarily about achieving that goal because for me as I went along this process, I was really wanting to lose weight and I was very focused on losing the weight. And one of the things I was doing was getting up every day before class at five thirty in the morning for me to have me time and going to bed fairly early in the evening and making a real point of doing that because that allowed me to have time for myself. I'd go to the gym, I'd work out, um, I'd make sure that I had food and that became really important to me. But the other side of that, I was really focusing on losing this this weight and it was difficult because in my mind what I was seeing, the scales weren't moving and here I was doing this maybe four times a week and then riding and then hiking. So I was really, you know, pedal to the metal, full force, kind of doing it all to try to make um, the, the the weight shift happen because uh, there's nothing more gut-wrenching in all honesty than, you know, standing on a scale on TV and having yourself measured by a, a Paralympian on camera. Mm. <laughs> so wanting to make sure that you, that I uh, was able to deliver at the end of that was really hard. Um and and for me, it's, again, getting into some of the spoilers here, I didn't actually lose that much weight. What it came down to was I lost one inches, mm -hmm. but I wasn't measuring that. So here mm -hmm. I was going into the final thinking I'd done all of these lifestyle changes. You know, I've eliminated the coffee. I was eating better. I was getting up at 530 in the morning and I wasn't losing weight. And I focused on that and it was really hard. Um, but it, boy, did it make me feel better. That's for sure. 
Yeah, it's funny you should mention that. I went through something very similar myself. I have a talking scale and every morning I would hop on and no matter how much I changed my diet or how much I went to the gym, I just wasn't losing any weight. And what I realized was in fact I was gaining muscles and that's how you you kind of realize that the inches going down is probably a more useful indicator of of health. But we don't want to make this just about physical health. Tell me about your mental health because you said you were burning the candle both ways. Uh, So are you feeling a little more relaxed and and a little more in um you know a, a little more in in keeping with um with how you saw yourself balancing all of your priorities oh the mental shift for me has been huge besides the fact that now i'm done school i think at the time giving myself that that permission to kind of be human to go to bed at a certain time to take that time in the morning to go to the gym, even though some people would argue, oh, are you, do, are you just adding to yourself by doing that? Um, really kind of saved my sanity. And I think probably it has a lot of me doing as well as I did my final term was because I made that shift for myself mentally and I had more clarity, I had more stamina, um, and I was just happier. And now that school's over and that's carried into my regular life, um, it's, I mean, I saw Stephanie... uh, not too long ago the other day and she said that there was a notable difference in my uh, I guess mood personality and other people have pointed out to me too so I think that uh, in this day and age we forget as people how important exercise is to mental health and I think that's a message that really needs to be driven home because there's lots of people that are suffering from anxiety and depression um, and all those sorts of things going on and I think that exercise is undermined in its ability to affect our mental state. A couple of times you've said in, your, in our conversation that you went to the gym, you made time for it first thing in the morning. How accessible was that experience for you as someone who's blind? <laughs> so uh, I, the, the gym that I was going to, it, took, it d- definitely took some work for me to be able to figure that out, especially if they moved equipment on me. Um, then it was kind of like, all right, well, that's gone. Um, uh, but it took me going to the gym with someone else who knew the layout and uh, could show me where stuff was, and I built a routine. And I would go at 5.30 or 6 in the morning at that point because it meant that it was empty and I could kind of fumble around and not have to worry about people looking at me funny, um, knowing kind of where everything was and having my routines and being able to very much have the space to myself. Now that I'm not... Um, going to school and I don't need to be there at 6 in the morning. I've tried to go to the gym at normal, quote-unquote, normal times of the day, <laughs> and it's busier and it makes it much harder for me to kind of use the coping mechanisms I have for finding the equipment and setting myself up without getting in other people's ways. So uh, gym is definitely a difficult environment to navigate for someone who's sight impaired, I would say, but it became an important, an important part of my lifestyle. Many of us are now uh, at home in social isolation or practicing social distance because of the pandemic. So do you work out at home at all? Uh, do you have a couple of exercises that are your go-tos for days that you can make it to the gym? Oh, I definitely work out uh, at home a lot. One of the best things that I was able to um, acquire with the help of, uh, it was a recommendation from my fantastic personal trainer, was what's called a suspension trainer. And it's that's a fancy name basically for like it's a couple of straps that you clip mm-hmm. on or put through a door. 
And it's really neat because it's like a home gym that can fit in your purse, basically. And the reason why I love it so much is because you can stretch with it, you can do a full body workout, and that's my real go-to. Um, right now, while we're in self-isolation, I've actually gone up to the Sunshine Coast where my parents live. They live off the grid. It's gorgeous up here. We're off the ocean. I'm in the forest. They have no neighbors. And so I can hike with the dog. I have my suspension trainer, and I you know, do all sorts of um, calisthenic exercises. And it's, uh, I definitely, if I let time run away with me up here, which is easy to do when you're out in the woods, I definitely notice it. In my, my mental health, I start getting a little bit squirrely and antsy, and I go, okay, I've got to go and do a little bit more of that. So, Well, Danielle, I thank you so much for taking some time out of your beautiful surroundings. You could be out there hiking, but you chose to talk to us. Thank you very much for being on the program. <laughs> my pleasure, absolutely. That was Danielle Main, who joined us from, as I said, beautiful British Columbia, the Sunshine Coast, where she is now with her family, taking beautiful hikes in nature, so lucky. And she was one of the eight participants featured on Season 3 of Mindset Go. Mindset Go airs on AMI-TVs. You can watch it Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, starting April 1st. Or if you wanted to check out past episodes, Season 1 and 2 are available for you to stream on AMI.ca, or you can find them on the AMI app for iOS and tvOS. If you missed any of the conversations today on The Pulse or want to check out previous episodes of this program, feel free to download our podcast from your favorite podcast platforms, share it with your friends and family, and don't forget to like, rate, or subscribe. I want to say that health is indeed holistic. I promised you I'd get back to this, and I think there's an enmeshed relationship between physical and mental health. I think Danielle put it really well. I think that exercise in any form is often undervalued in its benefits to someone's mental health, whether it is helping to combat anxiety and depression, or if it's a way to stay on top of all of life's challenges. I recognize as well that it's not always easy for people with disabilities to get out there and exercise. You just heard from Danielle's experience about people moving equipment and feeling disoriented in the gym or the fact that crowding can make it difficult to get around. But I do think as people with disabilities, we can be creative. There are a lot of people who put out interesting and inclusive online videos that can help us exercise. So I hope you will take that into consideration the next time you feel like you're in a bit of a slump and you want to exercise a bit more and stay healthy, whatever that might look like for you. I'd like to thank my guests today, Stephanie Dixon and Danielle Main, for being on the program. The Pulse is produced by Andrika Delanerol. Sam Robinson is our technical producer. Andy Frank is the manager of AMI-audio, with special thanks going out to Paula Deneen, who is the supervisor of AMI-audio technical. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 1-866-509-4545 and let us know if we have your permission to play the audio on the program. Find us on Twitter at AMI-audio. Use the hashtag PulseAMI to write to us on the old Twitter machine. And finally, you can send us an email feedback at AMI.ca. Hope you're having a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for listening to The Pulse on AMI-audio. Have a great day. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. 
Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.